Hello everyone, welcome back to the How Not to Be a Karen podcast. Um, I have a really exciting episode. It's one of my favorites I've done thus far and that's saying a lot. Um, but uh, I hope you guys are recovering from the full moon. We had a full moon last night. The past couple of days I've had a couple of sleepless nights to the point where like I wake up and I keep waking up throughout the night. I don't know about you guys, but I need sleep in order to fully function as a human being. Um, but, uh, and then you add on a lot of stuff that I've been doing and just adding and adding and adding to my plate. But, uh, anyway, life is good. Um, I hope you guys are doing really well and enjoying life and, again, recovering and having good sleep, unlike me. But, um, yeah, you guys had a good full moon. I can't believe it's the end of September. Like, where the heck did the time go? I mean, it was September 1st last time I checked, and now it's the 21st of September. Um, whenever I think of the 21st of September, I always definitely think of the, of the song September. (laughs) But, uh, but I also think of the cover, (laughs) but uh, that Taylor did, Taylor Swift. I am a Swifty, but it's, uh, she does change the lyrics and is, and instead of saying, do you remember the night, the 21st night of September, um, rather she says, do you remember the 28th night of September, which I love because my birthday is on the 28th and 20 is kind of like one of my favorite numbers or a lucky number of mine. But, uh, anyway, um, talking about music, I went to a concert last Wednesday. I saw Day Glow uh, at the Fonda Theater here in LA and they were amazing. Like I had such a blast. Um, I went alone and I loved it. Unfortunately, you know, my friend who loves Day Glow couldn't make it. She was sadly moving and had to deal with a bunch of moving stuff, fun stuff. And, but I ultimately decided to just go ahead and go by myself anyways. And I bought a last minute ticket. I mean, it was my plan all along to make it, but tickets were only 25 plus fees. And I decided to just go like, why not? I love Dayglow. I knew I would love their concert. Um, that friend actually kind of encouraged me to go, um, because, uh, I remember last time pre-pandemic, I want to say 2019 for their debut album. I believe it's called Fuzzy Brain. They toured and I sadly did not get to go. And I remember they went to San Francisco. I was working in San Francisco at the time, as I previously established. And I don't know, like I just didn't make it for whatever reason. I always regretted it and wished I had made it. So post-pandemic, kind of, not really. I'm just trying to live life (laughs) and uh, just go ahead and do stuff that I would want to. And I need, you know, I think it's important to stop making excuses and just go do stuff. So that's kind of my motto right now. Um, and if you fail at something, for example, it's totally fine. Just work at it and it will work out. I think I'm a huge believer that everything will work out. Um, but yeah, I'm glad I waited and I eventually saw Dayglow. Um, the thing with going to concerts alone is you never know what to expect 
uh, typically it's like, oh, maybe I'll just speak by my lonesome, but nope. Um, I'm such an Aries that I make friends everywhere I fucking go. And by friends, I just mean like, I just meet new people. And I did meet a big group of people at this concert. It was really funny because, uh, I did, it's a, I got a GA ticket and I remember getting to the venue. I was like, oh my gosh, the Fonda venue, by the way, like as a concert goer, I'm a huge concert person. Uh, I, I just love music. I'm a huge music fan. I love bands. I love most of my favorite bands are British. Um, and you know, my holy trinity is Taylor, Gaga, and Beyonce. So that shit's expensive. But anyways, so I get, uh, to the venue and I, it's my favorite venue here in LA. And I look around and I'm like, okay, where do I want to go? Do I want to be in the, in GA in the pit? Or do I want to just be off to the side? Yeah, so I had to decide where I wanted to watch the the show from. And so I ultimately decided to just watch it from the right um, on these steps uh, on the in the Fonda Theater. I don't know if you guys have ever been, but it's totally okay if you haven't. But um, yeah, so I decided to just watch it from up there. Uh, and with COVID and everything, I was like, well, I'm wearing my mask. I don't want to be that close to people in the pit so let me just go off to the side and that way I have more dance to room to more room to dance <laughs> excuse me so I did that and I'm really glad that I did because I ended up meeting two girls I remember I don't even recall what I asked them but I probably asked them like hey do you know if he has an opener or two for this show and then we both were like oh like I don't know and then we started talking um and it was the first time seeing Dayglow too Dayglo, um, the lead singer, his name's Sloan. I believe they're from Texas, from Austin. Uh, and they were super, super fun. But again, it's the people you meet that makes it even more fun. And I'm really grateful that I met those two girls. And they also had their cousins coming in. So later on in the night, before Dayglo started, they brought, I kid you guys not, like, seven of their cousins over so I hung out with like 11 people and I met like seven or I guess nine new people maybe it was like more like five cousins actually so I met seven new people that same night I could not tell you guys their names but it was so much fun and two of them were like youtubers or something and like I don't know it's just I had such a blast and we danced all night long and we listened to Dayglow and they were they were amazing. So my recommendation for music this week, it's definitely Dayglow because anytime I go to a concert, I'm constantly listening to the artist even more right after. It doesn't matter who, but, um, yeah, that was kind of like my official first concert back. I did see Noli at the resident before, but it was a very intimate show too, but, uh, the resident, I don't know if that's, I feel like that is actually a venue, but it's a very small intimate venue very short show but Dayglo was like a more official I guess like with an opener and stuff too not um but oh man it was just so much fun and I loved it um but I really think you guys also are gonna love this episode with Elizabeth Coe of Plant Based Not Perfect I'm so excited to have her on um, she is an entrepreneur, podcast host, and very savvy when it comes to living a healthy plant-based lifestyle. So I ask her so many questions about, about that, exactly about that, 
um, and how her experience has been since switching to a, a plant-based lifestyle and how did that all come about. Um, I learned a lot this episode uh, and I th really, really, truly believe you guys will too. Um, it was such an honor to have her. I love her podcast and um, one of the reasons I love the name of her podcast and just her podcast in, in general is because people will often ask me, you know, are, are you actually vegan? Like, you know, I, I see you're, you're eating plant-based most of the time. So they just assume you're vegan. They're like, oh, are you vegan? Like it's such a thing here in LA, right? But, um, I actually do not consider myself vegan. I just want to put that out there. I'm plant-based, but not a hundred percent of the time. I'm plant-based, but I'm not perfect. Uh, and that's okay. I think people, I kind of discussed in the episode with her a little bit, but I think people need to be okay or just mind their own business um, with not being 100% or putting labels on something. Like I've mentioned before, I hate putting labels on anyone or anything um, when it comes to, you know, eating or just in general, like stuff like this, that it's like personal for you. Um, you know, there, it's our own relationship we have with healthy lifestyle. There's no need to put more pressure onto, you know, what you're eating, you know, especially as someone that suffered from an eating disorder. I think that else helped me a lot and just, just not putting labels. Again, labels can come in many different shapes and forms but just not putting labels on anything because you can label your calories you can label fat um the the fiber whatever like it's good to be conscious of it obviously it's ultimately good to just be mindful of the labels and the food we're consuming and one of the tips that i love that elizabeth gave was just pro cutting out as much processed food as possible you always hear this always I've always heard this too but I think it's just all about balance and thinking about the relationship that we have with nurturing ourselves but also being mindful and listening to our body I think at the end of the day that's what's going to help a lot of people and you know every body is different what works for me is not going to work for everybody and that's totally okay. So um, with that, um, I will go ahead and introduce Elizabeth of Plant Based Not Perfect. And I really hope you guys enjoy this episode with her. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the How Not to Be a Karen podcast. I have Elizabeth Coe here, plant-based, not perfect. I'm going to go ahead and introduce her. I am on the podcast. I always like to ask for names, pronouns, where you're from, your zodiac sign. And yeah, let's go ahead and get started. Elizabeth, take it away. <laughs> okay. Thank you so much for having me. So my pronoun is she. I am a Libra through and through like every sign is a Libra pretty much. <laughs> wow. Um, and I'm, yeah. And I'm from Virginia originally, but I pretty much grew up in South Florida and I'm still in Florida. So I consider myself like a Florida girl. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. 
so you're you're into astrology too a little bit because I am about my own sign (laughs) okay that's totally fair I feel like a lot of people are like that especially compatibility and like stuff like that I'm like I know what's compatible with my sign I don't know about other signs sometimes either it's just hard but usually it's like like good but I love Libras it's like about fair and balance and checks and balances and everything um so wait so are you were you born in October or at the end of actually September? my birthday is next weekend so <gasps> September 25th yeah oh my gosh well happy early birthday <laughs> thank you so much yeah I always blame things on being a Libra I'm like oh to my husband like it's because I'm a Libra he's like that has nothing to do with it <laughs> <laughs> that's how I feel though I'm like oh well I'm an Aries like sorry <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> Okay. So, um, can you tell us a little bit, um, just so that people in case, uh, anyone not has not heard about your podcast called plant-based, not perfect. Can you tell us a little bit more about, um, what your podcast is about? Yeah. So it's been about nine years since I originally became plant-based. I actually initially went totally vegan. Um, I went down the rabbit hole of all the documentaries and following different people on Instagram and YouTube. Instagram was kind of new at the time. And I just got so into it. I went maybe a little too strict um, where I was just like, I like became like fruititarian. I was like only eating fruit pretty much. And it just, yeah, it just wasn't. I feel like that's how everybody starts. <laughs> I know. So then I kind of like backed off, went back to like a traditional diet um, for maybe like a year. And then my mom actually, she's always kind of had health issues, but she went into the hospital with congestive heart failure and it was very serious. And I just did kind of what I always do, which is go into like research mode. And as I was discovering ways to help with congestive heart failure, diet kept coming up again and again, and the power of eating a predominantly plant-based diet. And I just love the studies and the research part of it. Like that to me is just so interesting. And I fell in love with it all over again. So this time I was like, okay, I'm not going to be super strict. I'm not going to put like a label on myself of having to be vegan. I'm just going to eat mainly plant-based. And this time it stuck. So that was, you know, like eight years ago, maybe. And then that was basically around the time I kind of started my Instagram, but I was really like lazy about it. And then not really like trying to do anything with it or create anything with it just like showing pictures of what I was eating I guess um and then about two years ago on my Instagram I was in Australia with my husband and I was listening to some a ton of podcasts like on my flight there and while I was there and I felt like nobody was really sharing what I wanted to listen to. And also I felt that a lot of the people in the vegan community were really like aggressive and dogmatic. Like you can only live one way. And if you, if you ever eat like a piece of cheese, you know, it's horrible. And that to me was like, I want to create something that 
you know, educates people on the importance of a plant-based diet, but isn't judgy, you know, is open-minded to the science and what the science has to say, if that's true or not, to start the podcast. And when I came home, I just taught my took off from there. Oh, that's amazing. I really uh, relate to the, what you said right now about like, uh, cause it can be intimidating trying something new, but when it comes to like veganism and stuff like that, it's not only intimidating, but I feel like, like back then the community was very, you know, specific and it's like, you have to be a hundred percent. Yeah. I think people always have a thing with labels. Like if you label yourself a certain way, like, and how you eat, like, Oh, I'm a pesticide. And people are like, Oh, okay. We're going to put you in that box. And then, um, so I like that you're being a pioneer, you're part of the pioneering community and, um, kind of like saying, no, like you can be plant-based and, but not a hundred percent of the time. Like that's totally okay. Like I think now we're moving towards a conversation of having like, Hey, like it's okay if you mess up here and there. Like, um, I feel like it's more of the effort that you take. Yeah. I mean, it's something I talk about a lot, but it's really more important. The things you do the majority of the time than the things you do once in a blue moon, like Mm-hmm. you went out last night and had a piece of pizza with cheese. Like you're not going to suddenly gain 10 pounds tomorrow. You're not going to like die because you have some dairy. Um, yeah. it's, it's if you're eating pizza every day and that's the bulk of your diet, you're going to have health issues. So I think it's, yeah, mm-hmm. looking at it in a much bigger picture. And I know that a lot of people, what resonates with my podcast is finding like food freedom. A lot of people who struggle with, maybe they got too strict um, whether vegan or not, just putting rules around food. And I really try to talk about like, not have, like just trying to eat whole foods as much as you can, but also knowing like we live in a modern and like you can't just rest. talking about foods and stuff. What are your top favorite, uh, must have foods that you have in your pantry? Like I would love to go into specifics, like from the brand where you get it, like if, if, you know, like it's not something you can get like at Trader Joe's or something like that, but um, yeah, what would those be for you? Sure. So actually my pantry is never really that full because I don't eat a ton of processed food, even processed plant-based food. So I would say actually most of my food is in a fridge, but in the pantry, I always have like gluten-free oats are a big one at Trader Joe's. I always get those. I think they have the best price. I'm very frugal. So I, I'm all about like a deal. Um, also I'd say like must haves or any type of bean, but I try to not buy beans in a can. I try to buy them in a box and then I always rinse them off just with all the sodium that comes with them. So, you know, when you're eating plant-based, you really need to get the beans in your diet for the protein um, and the fiber. So I love any kind of like bean to make a soup or I do like a, like a chickpea salad. So I think those are just like staples. Um, I also love Trader Joe's acai. That's my favorite acai out of all the brands. I've tried every acai in the world in Australia too. And I think Trader Joe's is like the best one. (laughs) Wow. That's great. I mean, I love Trader Joe's. So like I'm there like at least once every week. Um, you mentioned about, uh, not doing canned beans. Is there a specific reason like why you don't do canned beans again? 
Yeah, just because in the cans, they can have BPA in them, which can, in the lining of the can, which can disrupt your hormones. So again, not something like, yes, I still eat things in a can, but just not as much as I used to do because it's just an additional thing to look out for. And now you can get them in those boxes um, instead of a can. So just something that we want to like be aware of. Um, Another thing I was going to say that I think is like a staple in a plant-based diet is nutritional yeast. Do you use that? I haven't started, but I've always heard about like nutritional yeast and just adding it to like meals and stuff like that. Um, why do you, um, why do you think it's like so important or, um, or rather, you know, what do you use it in, for example, or, um, where do you buy it? I know Trader Joe's probably has it, but (laughs) yeah, Trader Joe's has a good one. It's in like a bag or you can get the Bragg's brand. They're like a pioneer in the health industry. Nutritional (laughs) yeast has a lot of like vitamin B. So if you're plant-based, you want, you know, extra vitamin B. So nutritional yeast is great for that. And I use it in a lot of stuff. So I add it to like soups, stews. Also, if you're making any kind of like vegan cheesy recipe, it usually calls for nutritional yeast because it tastes like cheese. Um, So it gives it a cheesy flavor. So if you're making like any kind of vegan cheese recipe, you're going to need nutritional yeast. So that's like definitely a staple. Got it. Oh my gosh. That's so good. I did not know about the cheese part. Like, cause some yeah. I do love vegan cheese, but it's always nice to add a little bit more. Mm-hmm. I think that's a really good way. Um, you mentioned about vitamins, like nutritional yeast has vitamin like B. Um, I know one of the reasons mm-hmm. why a lot of people are like so hesitant and um, not wanting to become vegan because they're like, oh, I'm not going to get all my nutrients in, I'm not going to get my vitamins or my protein. But, you know, as we all know, there's plenty of protein sources and, you know, and like having a plant-based, plant-based lifestyle. But um, are there any vitamins you suggest people would can take apart from um, just trying to consume it through foods? Yeah, so just through interviewing a lot of people and all the research, what I have found is whether you're vegan or not vegan, you can be deficient in vitamin B12. So even if you eat meat, it doesn't mean you're getting enough vitamin B. So it's definitely a pretty big, you know, misconception, like you said, that people think they can't get enough of it. It's just not true. Um, But so regardless, most people need extra B vitamin D is so important for everything in our bodies. Like even living, seeing the sun every day, it, it, you absorb less vitamin as much naturally, regardless of your diet. So I think D is super important for a lot of people. Magnesium is another really big one. And other than that, I think those are the big ones. And then when you're sick, like I always recommend zinc is really important. Uh, vitamin C and that's, that's pretty much it. Yeah. That sounds like a solid list. What do you think about, um, like probiotics and stuff like that and taking them every day too, because I think that's also something people have like talked about recently and like taking more probiotics and stuff like that. 
for your gut. Yeah, so I'm actually not really a fan of probiotics. Um, there's some people who definitely need them. It, it really depends on bio-individuality. So I think we're all very different. You know, if you have gut issues, definitely, you know, work with someone, a doctor, functional medicine doctor, who can run tests to see what it is that you're actually needing. Because a lot of people think they need probiotics or they don't even have anything wrong with them. And they're just taking them to take them. And it just doesn't work like that because you're consuming bacteria. And it's like, if you already have healthy gut bacteria, you don't need to be adding more in the mix necessarily. So you're kind of waste, you might be wasting your money. The other thing is that they can't prove that probiotics actually get to where they need to go. So you might just be like consuming probiotics and then go into the bathroom and nothing happens to it. <laughs> yeah, that is a little bit sketchy. <laughs> um, yeah, I think like all supplements, you need to do your research and more isn't better. I think a food first approach is the best because if you're eating a fiber rich diet, you're feeding your gut bacteria and you're going to help have an overall healthy gut doesn't necessarily mean you need a probiotic. So, yeah. So um, what would you say are signs of like a healthy versus an unhealthy gut, for example? Well, honestly, it's not glamorous, but going to the bathroom. <laughs> yeah. I mean, hey, fair enough. You mentioned fiber. It's like, that's a, that's a hundred percent one way to do that. And consume. Yeah. I mean, I think there's a lot of signs because your gut is connected to your brain and your gut health can regulate your brain health. So they've having studies where even it. So I think, you know, when you're off, like some people might have brain fog, you know, and, and that could be because of your gut. Um, but that it doesn't, it's not the only symptom, but I think for sure, like if you're not going to the bathroom like in my, a day, yeah. then <laughs> you know that your gut isn't working properly because if it was working properly, you would be going to the bathroom more than once a day, um, ideally. And that's how, you know, the waste is being removed from your body. So I think that's a good thing to look for typically that, you know, your gut isn't functioning properly. Right. Yeah. That's a really good sign. Um, and I really like that you mentioned like in your podcast, you put an emphasis on giving your gut and your digestion system a break and your, um, I think you're, you said you're a fan of, um, intermittent fasting. How yeah. often do you fast and what do you, what have you seen for you specifically? Right. Cause everybody's bodies is different. Um, like what have you noticed in your own body and like has helped you? Yeah. So I think with fasting, what they've shown in the research is that 12 hours is ideal. So you at 8 PM, you don't eat food again until 8 AM. So that's only 12 hours. I think a lot of people push it too far because they think they're going to lose weight and that's not what it's about. The, the purpose of fasting um, is so you can like have cells that maybe aren't functioning properly kind of die off and then new cells can be grown and it's going to help. It does help with weight loss, but it also helps with just your cells and aging overall. So it's like an anti-aging, a wonderful anti-aging tool. Yes. 
<laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. And, but you believe in like having a window. So for people who don't mm-hmm. know, it's like intermittent fasting is basically having a window where you eat, for example, like 12 to eight. And then after eight, you stop eating. And then you, the next day you wake up and then you fast to like 12 or one, for example. You yeah. Sleep. It's whatever window works best for you, right. but it has so many health benefits because you need to give your digestion a break. You don't need to be constantly eating all the time. And like right before you go to bed, because when we're sleeping is when our body is repairing itself. So that is the best time. And you want to make sure you're getting like a good amount of time there where you're giving your digestion a break before you start eating again. Yeah. I, I recently went to San Diego just for like a day, just have fun. And I went ham on the dairy pizza, like pasta (laughs) and we ate pretty late. And I noticed that like, I was like the next day I was like, I don't want to eat anything. And then I did get like hormonal acne. Mind you, I'm maybe I'm also about to start my period, but I know it's like dairy. I know it's from the dairy. So in the past, I've like noticed like I eat dairy, I get a pimple, like my body just doesn't like it anymore. And also like bloat, I get so bloated. But yeah, that was like one day I gave myself like an, I don't like the term cheat day, but like, I just gave myself like, oh, I'm in San Diego. I'm in little Italy. Like who cares? It'll be fine. But I, yeah, I did all the like no-nos that like you've mentioned or like that don't necessarily benefit you. And I like noticed insanely, like in my body, I was like, I can't do this as often as I can. <laughs> like I'm glad I only do it once in a while. Yeah. One thing I wanted to mention, you asked if I do fasting every day. Um, I. I don't follow it too strictly. And especially before your period, you don't need to be in a fasted state necessarily. So I think you like the, the week before I'm getting my period, I, I don't have, like, if I'm hungry, I eat, you know what I mean? It's not a competition. Um, you're not like trying to go as long as possible for something there, you know, you don't need to put your body through that. So I think that's the biggest thing it's kind of gotten turned into a weird like weight loss thing and it's yeah it doesn't always need to you need to listen to your body if you are hungry in the morning then then eat you know but if you can do it three days a week that's great yeah I agree I used to be one of those people that would do it every day and then I noticed like I was feeling lethargic and like I'd be hungry but I'm like no like I'm gonna wait I'm gonna wait but it's like just listen to your body like your body's craving food I normally do wake up hungry because again I try not to eat at night so I'll eat within an hour or two of waking up and stuff like that so I um I really like that you're flexible with that because that's how I am nowadays too around like two to three days a week it's like enough and also like playing it by ear depending on your body and what you're body's like craving that day um since we're on the top of a periods and like hormonal issues um I wanted to ask you about what are some ways because I did go to the doctor back in May and I was told that they did a blood test all the stuff I do want to go to hormonal doctor like holistic medicine because I also believe in holistic medicine but um, for example, for me, I've had problems with like my estrogen levels mm-hmm. and I was told your estrogen levels are way too high in the past. I've dealt with cysts. So like some stuff that has helped me just kind of get rid of it or deep low and like get rid of cysts sometimes. Cause I notice like, I will have like a cyst like in my poop. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, once I get closer to my period and my doctor was like, oh, that's normal. But I did my own research and cutting caffeine has helped me a lot. 
and just sleeping more obviously sleep is just imperative just in general but um also just in terms of food what are some foods you think that we like people can incorporate to help with hormonal issues like too much estrogen or whatever else yes So I also had endometriosis, which is basically too much estrogen, which nobody told me 20 years ago. Uh, But now that I eat plant-based, I honestly don't have any endometriosis symptoms anymore whatsoever. Yeah. So I believe fiber is the best way to remove estrogen because it actually removes estrogen from your system. So that's my number one thing. The second thing I would say is dairy and animal products, especially ones that are factory farmed because they use hormones in them. And so you're consuming hormones. So like, say you're taking birth control with estrogen in it, and then you're consuming animal products with estrogen in it. You're just like piling on top of a problem that you already have. So I would definitely look at those. And then the other big one is alcohol. Alcohol raises uh, estrogen levels. So that's something, unfortunately, yeah. sorry to tell people. <laughs> don't know that. I was about to say that because uh, like I made a conscious decision in college to like not drink. It was also like a, like a social thing where I was like, I don't want to have to drink in order for me to be social, but also like like in my mind, I'm like, Jayla doesn't drink. She looks great, but it's also yep. like factors. But I, I truly believe like alcohol just ages you in general. But um, yeah, like a lot of people didn't know that it, it can affect your hormones. And in my research, I did find that I'm like, okay, great. Well, I'm like pretty much sober, like 99% of the time. So yeah, yeah. I think alcohol. And then the other one I was going to mention that a lot of people don't talk about is seaweed and soy are actually good and soy gets a really bad rap for estrogen but it is the instances of that actually being able to happen in someone is extremely rare um when they've done studies of like women in japan who have no endometriosis very low estrogen they consume a lot of seaweed and soy so I think there's something there too. Um, I wouldn't be scared of soy products, for instance. Um, You know, something to think about just because a lot of people have an idea in their head that soy raises estrogen, but it's actually not the case. So the soy thing, I definitely, I can, I've always heard about that, but I, again, like just doing your research, you will find, especially with studies and scientific studies that are actually like, um, university sponsored and whatnot like there was I remember like there was a myth that's why I kind of switched from soy to almond but I do like soy with matcha for example so I'll do Mm -hmm. that sometimes but it's good to know like soy is actually it's like really rare for it to like affect our hormones in a really negative way like alcohol which is more predominantly consumed that will affect your hormones more Um, oh yeah people freak out all the time like Am I eating too much spinach? And I'm like, well, you might want to be more concerned with all the alcohol that you're consuming yeah. <laughs> over like eating too much spinach. Like, I think we're focusing on the wrong things here. So, yeah, <laughs> I agree. Um, and then uh, I guess my last question for you is going to be, um, how can someone start being plant-based? Yeah. So 
I would say to start slowly, don't do what I did and just become <laughs> like a fruititarian in a day because it's not sustainable and you'll definitely go back. Um, for me, what I recommend is starting with one meal. So I would try to do like your lunches more plant-based. And then once you get kind of like, okay, my lunch is like, you've got a few that you love that are plant-based then I would take on like your dinners and just kind of go like breakfast, lunch, dinner until you've reached like a fully or almost fully plant-based lifestyle. And so I think it's slow and steady is what's going to get the most sustainable lifestyle change, not trying to just go cold turkey because it usually people, it doesn't work for them. Like you see so many uh, vegan influencers who just like stop being vegan in a day. And I think that has a lot to do with it. It's just, uh, you know, slow and steady is what's going to bring you the best results for your health. And also for like weight loss, if that's what you're looking for, for your skin, for anti-aging, I'm all about that. <laughs> oh my gosh, me too. I'm like a major, I'm sure you are too. Like your skin is like glowing, <laughs> but like, <laughs> um, yeah, like a major like skincare and like into anti-aging because obviously like more natural is like better, but, um, uh, yeah, I think what you said right now too, about just focusing on one meal at a time, I think that's so smart because again, people think they have to go to the extreme, but it's like, no, it just start small. And like you said, slow and steady, you know, you'll get there. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I think not putting so much pressure Mm -hmm. on ourselves and also to like that fine line between not aiming for perfection but just you know and also like what is your why I talk about that a lot but you know if your why is just a short-term thing like losing weight it also isn't that sustainable if your why is like you want to have glowing skin or you want to you know be able to like be fit for the rest of your life or have a long life that's, you know, not filled with disease. I think like for me, that's my why and not being like on medication when I'm older. So I think once you find why you're doing it too, it helps you stick better to actually implementing it because you have a purpose, you know? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so where can people find you, Elizabeth? Yes. Okay. <laughs> um, so my podcast is plant-based, not perfect. I'm everywhere that you can find a podcast. And then I've got two Instagram handles. So one for the podcast, which is at plant-based, not perfect. And then my personal one, which is where most people find me is at hot, healthy, H A U T E healthy. I have a blog, hotandhealthy.com. I put a lot of plant-based recipes and also like tips and tricks and all that good stuff for everybody to implement what, you know, the studies and the research that I do on the podcast. So that's where everybody can find me. Yay. Thank you so much for being on. Yes. Thank for you so much me. for having me. I loved it. <laughs> All right, guys, so that is it for this week's episode with Elizabeth Coe of the Plant-Based Not Perfect podcast. I hope you guys enjoyed this week's episode. I surely loved having her on and would love to have her back at any time in the future. As always, rate, subscribe, and follow the podcast on Instagram at how.nottobeacarianpodcast, and you can find my personal Instagram at Karen Giselle 28 I hope you guys have the most amazing and healthy weekend.
I'll see you guys next time.